Like he's kind of emo, like Conrad. You mean the Nightwolves um, are kind of emo? Yeah, they're kind of emo. Are they kind of emo? Hi, this is Jason. This is Pete. And this is the Lost Legions podcast. Hey, everybody. Um, today, we are here to talk to you guys about what legions we are looking at for 2.0 and why. Uh, I am interested in Night Lords. And Pete, what are you interested in? This is a surprise to everyone, by the way. Who knows yeah. Me. Yeah, if anyone knows me, they couldn't guess twice. Uh, the Empress <laughs> Children, of course. Of course. Go back to my roots. That's good. No, that's good. I think Pete had an Emperor's Children's Force from 1.0 and then sold it. Uh, and then um, now he's starting it again. So now he's going to make it perfect. Yeah, or well, near enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Excited but Yeah. Definitely. So uh, do you want to jump in and maybe we can talk a little bit about Night Lords first and then... Yeah, good we shout. Can talk, we can move on to the perfectness. Yeah, that sounds like a good... Sounds like a good <laughs> Here, Jay, tell us about the uh, tell us about the Night Lords. What is it that is interesting you about them in particular? So, I think what mainly attracted me them to begin with, well, one of the things is the fluff, right? And mm-hmm. this is the thing that has always had me sort of eyeing them. I think the fluff is really interesting. I read all of ADB's books, right? The whole Night Lord series, which is actually technically in 40k, yeah. But he does a really good job of tying it into 30k. Like all of those guys in there, like keep talking about the long war. They keep talking about events that happened during 30K. They keep referencing it. They keep referencing Conrad. And it's just, it's just a really good book series in general. The characters are great. And like it's very 30K centric, mm. even though it's a 40K book. Okay. And, and it gives them a lot of character. You know, they talk about like they're in Midnight Clad and like, they, they say, Ave Dominus knocks all the time. And like, they just kind of, he gives them a lot of character. It's kind of what Dan Abnett does for Ultramarines yeah, in, okay. in um, oh God, I don't even remember the name of that boring ass Ultramarines book. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, it, was a good, it was a good book. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, no, it was a good book. I think, but Dan Abnett does a really good job of like giving them character and flavor and like sort of making them more unique right like before that they were generic and i think the same thing is kind of done by adb except as opposed for them being generic it, they were just kind of unknown yeah right so he he gives them a lot what adb does is he gives them a lot of flavor and he makes nostroman the whole language that they speak this like kind of flowery poetic language but sort of like really kind of clashes with how savage and mm. and and absolutely brutal the actual night lords are so it kind of creates this like interesting sort of like vampire kind of feel to them yeah. which which is strange because the blood angels are the vampires right but yeah but i think the night These lords are their wh- white skin <laughs> their their black eyes and their like night vision is, oh, that's the other best part in the book. In the book, like every time it's dark, and they're walking around in completely pitch dark ships, right? And their servants have like little flashlights and stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, pray sight. And they're like, image turns all predator, and they see stuff like <laughs> in, in like heat vision. And he does a really good job of describing it. And in the books, if you haven't read them, there's 
amazing scenes where like some just guardsmen are going through a space station and right. like, you know and then well, I, mean, I think they're just regular people but like the the uh, it switches to their perspective yeah and the night lords are hunting them down right and you don't necessarily see them so you kind of get the wickedness and uh, the other thing i really like and i don't know if this came from adb's books or it was something else earlier, but the whole lightning thing is brought up as actually like hollow projectors on their army armor okay. that they can turn on and off. That's interesting. So it's actually animating. So it's like, so like you just see red eyes. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden it starts going. what purpose? Just to, just to scare the poop out of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there, I, I think that as terror troops, they aren't necessarily meant to fight just space marines. No, that's they probably, probably fair meant enough. to fight space <laughs> None marines. None of them were, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So yeah. moving on to Conrad, like himself, I think he's a very interesting character. I think maybe, I feel like in kind of some of the books, they've done him a disservice because they've made him a little more just like, I'm crazy, I'm going to kill and eat people. But in the beginning, I think he has a very interesting character where like he's bad psycho batman yeah he's decided that all crimes are punishable by death jaywalking death murder death jaywalking on the sidewalk death not picking up your dog's poop on a walk death like everything is punishable by death um and yeah he kind of descends into madness at the end which i think they do a good job of in the books but like he is haunted and racked by visions of of what's gonna happen so he's like a seer and this is kind of this is also sort of like reflected in his sons so the main character talos in the book sevitar the first captain of 30k who is a badass and awesome character and another reason yeah. like the night lord Sevitar's cool. he's he is the first person who says yeah. death to the false emperor he coins um, the phrase okay so sevitar is this total badass who fights Sigismund to a standstill, and then he technically wins because he cheats and he headbutts him, which was against the rules. Right. And then Sigismund just laughs it off, and like Sevatar's pissed about the whole thing. And in the book, in the story, he's like, "Why can't I have friends like him?" Like he's kind of <laughs> emo, like Conrad. You mean the Nightwolves are kind of emo? Yeah, they're kind of like kind of emo. I dig it. Like you're, and, like, you're, and you're like a retired. Like emo goth rocker, right? So they're, yeah, I mean, they're, there's there's yeah, emo bands. <laughs> well, like all good punk rockers, you retire into the goth scene for five minutes and 100%. then you and then you leave. So, <laughs> you're like, what the hell am I doing here? Um, so yeah, the only last thing I want to say about Conrad was he has there's a really cool short story and I don't remember what it's called, but he's talking to Vulcan, I think, and mm-hmm. he's like, "You're a monster to Vulcan." And Vulcan's like, "What do you mean? We don't skin people alive." And he's like, "I show up." And we kill an entire city and we skin them alive, men, women, and children, and we broadcast across the planet. So we kill one city. You show up and kill billions with your war. Who's the monster now? Check move. Check, check move. Checkmate. Checkmate, dick. Yeah. (laughs) Checkmate. We all all know that Conrad's a monster, but like, it's just, it was, it's a a funny brain. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know enough about them at all. So that's quite interesting to hear in that probably learn more about them in five minutes than I have over five years of heresy. I've never, they, they never touched them, not, never really read about them at all. 
Yeah. yeah, they were not very well defined, and there's a lot of interesting thing about th- things about them, and they have a lot of mm. interesting that's like, on the grow of it, I guess stuff. Yeah. So the other thing that got me was I think in 2.0 <laughs> was the rules, mm. and this was a huge, like not huge change, but they just kind of lent into the whole fear aspect. Um, leadership is huge now, right? Like everybody's leadership dropped by one. Yeah. Fear is a 12-inch bubble that reduces leadership by one. It could be more, but generally one for the Night Lords. Um, and this also kind of leans into night fighting, which again drops your leadership by one. And that is just crazy cool. So you can just kind of like play these leadership mechanics where you you fight people and the Marines are gonna fail their leadership tests and run away or get pinned and like this is a whole new way mm. of fighting this is kind of what attracted me to the alpha legion when i played okay. pete's raven guard and he came at me with all of this close range shooting and i was like Love what the, the hell is happening i was like what is happening what the hell is happening i don't know what's happening right now i don't like <laughs> there's no tanks like i don't there's no like crazy big guns like it's not a million like so i ended up playing the alpha legion i was super inspired it was a very similar kind of list at the time for 1.0. You could do an infiltrating list. Um, but again, it's these unique mechanics that the Night Lords have in this that really draw me to them. And the rules synergy is just off the charts. Yeah. Fear stacks with pinning and night fighting. Um, it says terror, a lot. Uh... Yeah. Terror assault basically means you're guaranteed and from what and pete and i were talking about this earlier today from the way the rules are written it seems to be that it is night fighting regardless of whatever the mission rules are for two turns terrorists the right of war right yeah so i mean i guess they they cut the power to the space station or they attack at dawn like it's it's so just that- um yeah we see when any detachment using this right of war uh it's a little cut off but like yeah basically it says it's night fight for the first two turns. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why. So, it, yeah, but that, but I think, I mean, that one maybe is FAQ'd or we talked to the talk to yeah. the about. I there seems to... to be. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into man reads rules. No, I, I wanted to just read the the fluff section at the top there as well. I, I wanted you to take it because oh, yeah. again. Yeah. It's, it's really it's, pretty cool. <laughs> and also, I guess the, I'm exposing you to the Night Lord. Yeah, I'm kind of, kind of like, I haven't even looked at them, but yeah. They, um, but like I was saying, like the rules synergy is crazy. And yeah. like with, with the addition of, they can all buy Prey Sight, which is night fighting, yeah. uh, which, sorry, which is night vision, which means they can all not get the leadership minus for night fighting and not the minus one ballistic skill and attack stuff over 24 inches. So like you combine all this together and like they have this really unique way of fighting during the night that nobody else has. Yeah. Combine this with like their actual rules where if they outnumber you, they're easy to wound models or armor. So it's yeah. very flexible uh, and it works in hand to hand or shooting. Yeah, that's interesting. It never used to be anything to do with hand-to-hand, uh, sorry, to do with shooting. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think the you're right. Edition, I, I think it was, it was just hand-to-hand. Hand, I, it, it, I think it was plus one to hit and to wound in yeah, hand-to-hand. I think so. Now, it's plus one to your armor value or plus one to uh, wound anytime you outnumber them. 
or yeah. they're falling back or pinned. And they, yeah. oh, they also have other rules that give them bonus attacks if they fall back. If you're falling back or pinned, they have. Uh, okay. So it's like they have all this this wealth of rules that stack together that synergize so much that just made me go, oh my god! Not only is the fluff cool, they're they're, they're bad guys. They are like they have crazy synergy. I just thought that it would be really good. I mean, I think it'd be really fun. I think that they're going to have tough time with some armies. I think they're going to have a tough time with very stubborn, like like um, our friend Ian's Dark Angels yeah. like, Terminator army. <laughs> going to have such a hard time with that. But like, um, spoilers, my, my, uh, my Alpha Legion didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'll be, it'll be an interesting matchup. It's the outnumbering, isn't it, is the thing that you want to be Yeah. Careful. And and like, that'll be cool. Okay, right? They'll have to fight a different way, and, yeah. and and we'll see how it is. But I'm kind of making a list right now for uh, an upcoming event, um, one of Pete's events actually, and yeah. that's kind of what I'm aiming for. And so hopefully it'll be done by then, and I'll be able to run it the first time there, fully painted and ready to go. And we'll see how it goes. But hopefully we'll have some practice games before that. So yeah. I've rambled on enough. So why don't we talk about never enough counter? to the night lords why don't we talk about your emperor's children what is it about the fluff or what draws you to them like what is it oh man i don't know what it is i think it's i I think it's really the fact that that they fall and how they fall is so awesome and so i think they're the true like disappointment of the heresy right like the the true like upset in my opinion (laughs) right (laughs) it might be a bit self-absorbed to say that potentially i guess in the fluff they show up and they start whooping ass and then they kind of wander off and like then they yeah like, yeah it's sort of way at the siege of terror there's super disappointment <laughs> yeah i know i mean so it's worth me worth us saying this. So jay's definitely more of the fluff guy out of the two of us right so don't expect a full run from breakdown of every character here but i've read read um the majority of the earlier books the heresy and just the, the scene with fulgrim in fulgrim in fact, that book was... I think that book is what really cemented it for me. I loved it. I know it's a bit of a Marmite book. Like, a lot of people like it. A lot of people really don't like it. Um, but when Eldrad is trying to convince Fulgrim of uh, Horace's uh, treachery and, you know, uh, disappointment is coming that way um, and doesn't believe him and uh, the Lair Blade starts uh, telling him, you know... Ooh, this is bad, and he just starts like choking out an avatar. And um, what else does he do? It's loads. Um, oh, you there, Jay? I can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, yeah. That, so, I mean, I didn't need to read anymore. All he all he did was had a couple like blisters on his hands, I think, if I recall, and that was it. Right? That was the most badass yeah. thing I've read. <laughs> no, but that's that's cool, right? So it was obviously like Fulgrim touched you, pun intended. Yeah. Um, Fulgrim touched you when you read the book, right? And you got attracted to like sort of the story, and that's really, really cool. I mean, obviously the models are also, I think, well, I'll let you speak, but personally, yeah. I think that they are some of the best models in the heresy range. Yeah, the Phoenix Terminators, right? The for the early releases was so so good. And the Paladin Blades as well. Um, Still, I think the best models that Forge World has made for the Heresy. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I prefer much i mean like with the with the quite what nice do I, yeah, what do yeah. i like better yeah like, yeah exactly yeah exactly there's a lot of, there's a lot that's like up there right but yeah um 
I, yeah, I just love their their strive for perfection, trying to do everything better. The battle on uh, the planet of murder before the heresy breaks out with the uh, the Horus, uh, with the sons of Horus, isn't it? Or the lunar wolves at the time, and they go down to rescue the blood angels, don't they? On, on the planet of murder and, and the murder, watching them yeah, fight, yeah, yeah that, and, and everything going on there is just so cool. Um, I just love how they fight. Um, you know, do you remember who's down there? I rem- was it blood Saul? angel. Oh, so is it? Yeah, I, I think it's Saul and Logan, isn't it? And they buddy be, up, yeah. I think. And I, I, isn't that where their friendships formed? I, I, I think so. I it's been always really reaffirmed long time yeah. since I read the first books. I just remember Murder was there because I was so into Team Blood Angel at the time. So I was like super excited because I wanted the Blood Angels to pop up, but they were murdered. Yeah. So like, um, I was Into like trees and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it wasn't until later that I kind of like realized I fell in love with the Blood Angels in 40k. I didn't actually love them as much in 30k. Shh, don't yeah. tell. Don't tell anyone. But yeah, I Fal- don't tell anyone. Falgrim's great. I, I like the early parts of them in the in the early Heresy. I mean, I love how they shoehorn the Noise Marines in um, when they're watching these at the opera. It breaks out into an orgy on. Oh on yeah. Falgrim's flagship. Uh, I, I also like the the writing that like it, it infers that it's an orgy, but it doesn't actually say. It's yeah, an orgy. And I'm like, I'm like, I think it's an orgy. It's an orgy, and then people start shanking each other, and demons, yeah. demons start popping out of band players. And uh, how's I can't remember. Do you remember how the the noise marines begin? Like, I what do they? They I just start like they just start smashing their guns, and noises are being made, and they keep. I've sm- only I've like, only read it so, once. So, so hard shoot on it. I'm in the it. interesting marmite category of I love to hate the emperor's children. Like, yeah, so I I fucking hate Fulgrim. I love Saul Tarvitz, and it's a good book. I highly recommend it. Right, but I read it once, and I was like, I don't want to read more more about this fucking dude. No more. Like. I was like, I'm over him. Yeah. I'm all, bring me back Saul. But like, um, but it's but it's good. Like he's one of the villains that they make so well, and yeah. I just love to hate him. And it's like kind of his watching his downfall, like it's tragic, and then the whole pulling the whole legion with him is really tragic. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, this is I think what makes the whole Emperor's Children on Isvan such a good story and Saul Tarvitz stands because you see like the the good side of the Legion, right? Like yeah. the what made them the Emperor's children. Really. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. And, and like that pride that like twists Fulgrim like later. It's just, it's really good. It's a yeah. really good story. I they they do have a really good story. His failure to um uh convince Ferris Manus as well is a really interesting part in the book. Quite like that. And, he, and he's like, oh, I've not done something. Like, really, like, taken back by it. Um, and obviously, like, watching the growth of Fabius Bile and Lucius, you know, characters which we know from 40K. Oh, yeah. Really well. Right? I, I'm watching those, like, come up through the roots. And, like, Fabius is, like, so overlooked. I really wish he had rules. Um, I would be too greedy with Lucius recently getting rules, but yeah. Is he, does he, is he in the books, like, is he the one like that is doing all the augmentation? Yeah, he like, starts all the Sonic Shrieker shenanigans. And I think Saul turns him down or something. Yes. Like, or Saul doesn't want to have it. I, like, it's been a long time since I've read those books, but like, I remember them being good. I just remember like glomming onto Saul and Saul yeah. being such a good character. Saul's like, 
because I think Fabius is like it's the next le- it's the next stage in the, the chase towards perfection. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think Sol's like, well, you're changing what the Emperor made us, and the Emperor is perfect or whatever. Like, you know, how can it? How can yes. we go beyond what his vision of perfection is? And I think that's why Sal decides not to go ahead with it. My favorite scene. This is just me rambling now about favorite scenes, I guess. But when have you? I don't know if you touched on earlier. Actually, you might have. But when Sal and Lucius have the fights of Sal. So it's on, it's fan free. Is it fan free? Yeah, it's fan free. Um, obviously, the, the heresy is fully broken out now and you've got like, you know, Legion on Legion, same, uh, same forces fighting each other. And I think Sal comes running to the aid of Lucius, doesn't he? Do you remember this part? Yeah. Uh, and, and him and Lucius are gunning down all of the uh, random, random Empress children Marines around them. And then he realises that it was Lucius who was the bad one, and then he like let they have a fight that they yeah something yeah. like that didn't it yeah and then um, Lucius like just scurries away like a rat somewhere and, and <laughs> goes and cuts his cheeks some more. Um, so Saul yeah. has like rules that are kind of cool too in the game. I don't remember off the top of my he head. He was terrible in the first edition. Yes, but now like I think he has bonuses fighting against others emperor children with the mm. traitor faction or something. Like he's he's really cool. And Rylanor as well, right? Rylanor. I mean, he's lost rules now, but ancient Rylanor, he was cool. It doesn't matter. We'll we'll talk about that in a different video, but any (laughs) contender could be a special character. They're basically fucking Primarch. Yeah, 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 pretty much. (laughs) So So, before before we make this three hours long, what about the Mm. rules do you like uh, about the Emperor's Children? Yeah, so... cool rules. Yeah, the two main things, let me bring these... Two main things. The main one is the um, I'm not sure what it's called. Is it called flawless execution? Still, I can't remember what it's called. But um, they get plus one initiative on the charge to yeah. the uh, uh, charging attacks, right? Which is um, obviously super strong, um, and that applies now to unwieldy weapons. Which I was saying for the last, oh, we were having a big talk about this. Ooh, so is, it is, it con- is it contentious again? No, I, I, that's what I was saying. Like I, when we didn't know when we were first talking about this. So is it? Is it then applying to unwieldy weapons? Is that, just, is that is that is that the the hive mind's logic right now? I think so. I think that was unless I've missed something here. Let us know your thoughts in the comments, guys. Um, yeah, this will be true. good. Let's that, let's check it out now. Again, we don't want to listen to reading rules mode, but let's have a little man look. man reads rules. Yes. I saw that on a, on, a, on a heresy video. Amazing. Some someone said that phrase, and I was bit. like, I was like, oh, I'm just stealing that. Yeah, I don't want to turn this into man reads rules. So on a turn in which they make a successful charge, even if that charge is considered sort of charge, models with a legion of size and prescription special make their attacks in an assault at one initiative step higher than normal after any initiative modifiers from other special rules have been taken into account. So is unwieldy a special rule? That's the, that's the question. Unwieldy is a universal special rule, yeah. So I think unwieldy says that you, you attack at once. One. So, I mean, I think you have a really good case that they might be a striking at initiative two on the charge with power fists. I mean, like, this isn't a hill I'm ready to die on. I definitely think that, like, it would benefit from an FAQ to make it clear. Mm, well, in a lot of the books, but yeah, that's. Um, I'd be god. We could. I think that's a great show topic later. Is I don't it? think we got four hours, but yeah. What, what? What rules? Top ten rules that need clarification. Um, yeah. So I mean that's huge, right? Though um, the vehicles yeah. getting plus one to defensive weapons 
the shoot attacks, but meh, not, like, never going to really use that, but the uh, plus one on the charge is cool. And that's what I like about them is you can throw them in, you can take, you know, now with like power swords rending and there's a lot more AP yeah. uh, 2 and, and rending and AP 3 in melee. Um, so it's become really strong, really, really strong. Um, they have um, some of their special units have a rule called skill unmatched, which is so, so thematic. Um, it's really cool too. Yeah, so it's on their Phoenix Terminators, their Phoenix Warden and the Palatine Blades. Um, basically, they can just like suss out their opponent skill-wise, um, parry um, a lot to like uh, make themselves harder to be hit at the cost of like losing an attack in, a, in combat. They can open up their uh, attack, making themselves a bit more vulnerable, but increase their, their blows on their opponent. Um, uh, blows with swords or spears, that is, of course. Um, or they can... Um, what else can they do? There's another one. Oh, they can make... They can lower the weapon skill of the opponent for them to strike, but still lose an attack. So I guess it's like a counter. They can they like begin to learn the counter of their opponent's swing or something along those lines. So it's really cool to give all these fighting stances. And it couples up really well with the Sonic Shriekers. So you, know, you can, in theory take on another elite Terminator squad or veteran squad from uh, another Legion and make them hit you on sixes, right? So what is uh, Sonic Shriekers are minus one to someone's weapon skill, right? No, they're minus one to hit on the minus first, ra- hit, on the first round of combat. Yeah, yeah, so you go to so your weapon skill five as a Phoenix Terminator, you're fighting someone who's weapon skill five, you could use the skill unmatched rule to bring them down one weapon skill to weapon skill four. So obviously they're now hitting your fives. And then the minus one to hit stacks on top of that with the Sonic Shrieker, so hit your sixes. So it's a great, great way to like cripple uh, an opponent's like ability to hit you, uh, right? Quite quickly, kind of like reduce. It basically, it's very defensive. Incredibly, yeah. So they, you know, how you could do it to Dreadnought, right? Make a Dreadnought hit you on sixes. Oh no, Dreadnought's fearless though, so it, wouldn't, wouldn't, it would it would be irrelevant for the Sonic Shrieker, but you can make a Dreadnought hit you on fives. Sonic Shrieker work against people who are stubborn too? Do you know yeah, how fearless is it only? only fearless? I think it is. Fearless okay. and causes fear, something on those lines. Okay. So yeah, that's what I like about them. And causes fear. No, no, no. Oh. So, no so, sorry, oh. so, it, sorry, oh. Benjamin, I, I misread that completely. <laughs> uh, it's if they're fearless, uh, you know, it's if they're fearless and if they uh, are immune to fear, I think. Oh, I was gonna say if they cause so, fear, I was like, I'm gonna just take my night lords and romp all over your Sonic Shriekers. Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, anyway, that's um, that's what they do. Uh, yeah, so if, if the models which are immune to the effects of fear ignore the rule, models which are immune to the effects of fear are not affected by this modifier. So if you're fearless, you're immune to the effects of fear, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Models are immune to the effects of fear. Yes. So. And this is kind of like the rules synergy you were kind of talking about, right? So yeah. you can take you can take these sonic shriekers, you combine it with the perfect um what's it called? Perfect form? Perfect Um I know one of them's called perfect counter, one of them's called perfect something. I don't remember uh, what they're skill called. unmatched is the over yeah. is, is like the branching. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Combine it with skill unmatched, and like you then have like this really good rule synergy expert, yeah. and combine it with charging and plus one initiative and you're like going first i mean i think that they're kind of right now the unsung like close combat like king it's the the same old thing right if you it's the spear tip it's driven home it's strike first strike hard get it done and that's what they've kind of always been about right if they fail to do that then they are 
they're a bit glass hammery really which is kind of yeah. how they should be um, because you know they've, they lose a Sonic Shrieker bonus next turn they've lost their initiative bonus so they're now potentially just got the skill unmatched and that's only on their special units right other than that they're just basically standard marines at that point so getting things done in one sweep is really important but yeah I, I love them they've got some great rights of war as well some real fun units the cacophony noise guns are really good fun um, I can't wait to get them going started painting some up recently as you have been painting up some Night Lords haven't you which has been good yep. so we've been motivating each other there um, we'll have to get a game in with these forces I guess at some point have a little have a little bit yeah, of rep on them good. or something a little talk for a game I can't wait to see your Emperor's Children 2.0 the perfect mm, version yeah I'm a little bit better hopefully than my first ones <laughs> so I think that about wraps up my thoughts on them um, anything you want to add? no that's it uh, thanks for watching guys and uh, go ahead and uh, leave us some like and some comments yeah let's know what you think cheers guys bye